And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. All right, it helps to have the music actually turned on in the control panel for the broadcast rather than just here in the computer. Let me guess, my mic wasn't even on uh, either. It is Thursday, and and it feels like a Tuesday. Um, uh, Welcome, everyone. We are live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here, along with Mrs. Boss, Mindy over there. And... uh, Are you sure I'm over here? Well, you're where I pointed. So, yeah, you're over there. Um, Okay, so today is kind of a nothing day because I don't really have very much in the way of a particular topic to talk about. Um, mainly because there's a lot of things going on. There are a lot of uh, a lot of stories that are out there for our Saturday morning show, Good Morning Multiverse, and it's all a bunch of news things, and, and they're little bits and bobs and, and, and flotsam and jetsam and different things like that. Nothing really that I think would, would warrant an hour, uh, and it feels like, it sounds like Office Dog is, is uh, letting us know that the pest control people are here at World Headquarters. There's a lot of stuff going on today. Um... <clears throat> So, what I figured to do is just do, since, since we have a few people that are semi-regular viewers of the program, and we do have the live chat widget available, um, how about we do this? Because we're... Let me take let me take suggestions. You guys want to want to ask questions, uh, do a little Q and A. We can do that. One of the things that I have been going through, dealing with, working on this week, I watched uh, Sci-Fi's documentary on Todd McFarlane, and. He said something. There's a there's a quote. Uh, he he put in an appearance at a convention at one point, and he said something that struck me. And and it's it's one of those things. I've I have not been one of those people who easily quits something, um, as 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 evidenced by the fact that I'm still doing this after 11 years. And we're not making any money, and we don't have very much of an audience, and and I'm stubborn <laughs> to a certain extent. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that, guys. Uh-huh. I well, I am, and, and admittedly, I am. And there are things that I find in my routine, in my life, in my professional life, in my personal life. certain things that if I think they are of value and if I think there is some merit 
to everything, you know, to whatever it is that we're doing, that I'm I'm going to latch on to it and I'm going to hold on to it. I'm kind of like a bulldog that way. Even if it appears that uh, it's going nowhere. Um, hello, RJ, Critical Blast in the in the chat. Yeah, is stubborn stubborn can be good. Uh, there are times stubborn cannot be good. I I, I fully recognize that. But this this thing that Todd McFarland said kind of resonated with me this week for a particular reason. I'm not exactly sure why, but it did. And there's there's a clip of him at an event. He says, quote, they're going to always try and say it's not possible. Don't do it. Don't listen to them. And I wrote it down because I'm going to put that somewhere where I can keep it handy. Um, because I look at the landscape of what we do. I look at the landscape of the various different websites that do what we do. And I see how they are doing what they are doing. And I compare it to how we do what we do here. And I think it's appropriate to make the comparison with the tortoise and the hare. There are all of these websites out there, and I'm not going to name names, but there are a number of sites that have corporate money backing them. You know, they're owned by corporate media conglomerates and, and such. And they are they are taking political and ideological positions that put them at odds with a certain amount of potential audience. And I've talked about this before. We've talked about this here. We've talked about it on the H2O podcast. We've talked about it in a number of places. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rehash everything. But to look at some of these sites and to see what's happening with them in terms of their diminished audience, their diminished performance, the fact that some of them have been absorbed into other sites, says to me that what they're doing and how they're doing doesn't resonate with their audience near as much as they would like for it to be. And I look at what we're doing here, and I look at our model and our plan and our strategy, and I think, at the end of the day, we do it better. Now, not enough people know about us, that's for sure. That's, that's a given. Uh, right now, on our YouTube channel, we have 1,447 subscribers, and 9% of them have their notifications turned on. A lot of our traffic... Uh, doesn't even come from our subscribers, which is ironic. We have over 3,000 followers on Twitter. We have over 2,200 followers on Facebook. And we cleared 1,000 followers on Instagram last week. So you would think that our content, the stuff what we produce 
would get more traffic, would get more exposure. And it does not. Now, why that is, is anybody's guess. I mean, you go to our .com, it's pretty much a wall of video over there because we're pointing people to the video shows that we have. Right now, we have currently have 10 programs in production on this channel. And there's something for everybody. There, there's, there's, you know, there's Star Wars content, there's Star Trek content, there's Doctor Who content, there's general news content, there's opinion content. Uh, we haven't done a whole lot of horror-centric programming yet. It's in the plan. We haven't done a whole lot of comic book programming yet. It's in the plan. Well, we have before. And it's in the plan for us to come back to that. But it's a, it's a matter of resources. It's a matter of manpower because I have found myself taking on a whole lot more just me than, uh, than I had originally planned. And uh, all along the way, we have what we call abort or pivot points. These are, uh, these are points where we reevaluate what we do. And we sit there and say, okay, is this working? Is it not working? If it is working, fine. We keep doing it. If it's not working, do we make an adjustment or do we stop doing it and try something else? And that has generally served us pretty well, I think, in terms of strategizing and, and doing these kind of things. But this Todd McFarlane quote, when he sits there and says, don't let him tell you to stop. <clears throat> I get there and, and, it, and it brings me back to uh, some experiences that I've been having with regard to these, uh, these virtual events and the Comic-Cons and that kind of thing. And Worldcon being uh, this week in New Zealand, it's kind of been there at top of mind. And I go back to our experience broadcasting from the floor of Worldcon in 2016 when it was here in Kansas City. And we did something nobody has ever done before and has never done since. We spent the entire five days, and we broadcast from the floor of the event, and people were asking, is this the new model? Is this the new thing? And I would very much like for it to be the new thing. And so we put our feelers out, and, and over the last couple of years, when, we've, when we came back in, in 2019, the big, the big push was going to be on live events, and we reached out to various different event organizers, Reed Pop being one of them, Fan Expo being another, and, and said, you know, this is what we would like to do. And everybody's fairly resistant to the idea. And now we have, in this situation now with the, with the pandemic, everybody is embracing some kind of virtual thing. And it's frustrating a little bit because we were doing it before anybody else was doing it. We got told, nah, it's not anything to do, and now everybody's doing it, and and I'm not going to say I feel a little left out, because everybody's going to do their thing, and it, it is one of these things where if you have the technology, anybody can do it. The democratization of the Comic-Cons uh, in the virtual space uh, I think opens up a number of possibilities, but you have to be able to know how to take advantage of that. 
And so I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, well, if the big if the big conventions aren't interested in us, because we're little, we're a little channel, we're small, tiny, tiny, tiny channel. If the big conventions aren't interested in us, maybe the little channels will be. So we put out on on social media this week, uh, asking people, and and over on our Facebook page, over on on our Twitter, asking people, what are some of your favorite smaller conventions the baby conventions the day the 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 single day type of things the ones that are you know a thousand people or five thousand people in attendance and we've gotten a number of really good uh response uh uh, responses talking about a number of different events from all over the country so the strategy now changes and we're start reaching out to some of these cons that if if the bigger conventions don't want to do the broadcasts like we've done at worldcon and at planet comic-con and at topcon then we do them at the smaller conventions you know and and that was one of the ideas that i had early on was to build relationships with some of these smaller conventions and as they get bigger and as we get bigger there's a there's a, a mutual benefit there. So we'll see. So if if any of you have <coughs> excuse me, if any of you have ideas, uh, suggestions on different smaller conventions that we could reach out to, uh, we are we are open to that. The email address <laughs> the email address live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. Funny story. We've been at this now for what two weeks, something like something that. something like that, and I've been I've been promoting this this email address, and never set it up, but it is set up now. Live from the bunker at sci-fi for me It actually is now working. So my apologies to anybody who tried to send us anything, uh, and. Uh, so that's that's all I got. I'm I'm looking at a few things. I'm working on uh, I'm working on some topics. We've got some interviews lined up for next week. Next Tuesday, Chris Braley from bleedingfool.com will be here to talk to us. Uh, we are eagerly awaiting part 2 of the Whisper Network expose. We were hoping to get it before now, and uh, apparently there have been some hang-ups on it uh, from from different quarters. So I'm hearing it's dropping soon, but I've been hearing it's dropping soon for a little bit, so hopefully we'll get something soon on that. And then on Wednesday, uh, DC Marvel artist uh, Rick Stacy will be in to talk about his work in comics and his poetry, and we'll talk about some different things there. All right, so Critical Blast is saying that the the Bleeding Pool article drops in in, in about three hours from now, so we will see. Um, Okay, where do we go from here? Should I complain about my jaw? You do talk a lot. The Tom King thing, like we could go back. Talked about that. Talked about that. Well, there's. I think there's more to it. 
we I was I was on uh, I was actually on the Critical Blast channel last night. Was it last night? Yeah, last night. Yeah. And um, I <coughs> excuse me. I think I think there's more to the Tom King J Lee thing than uh, than some people are acknowledging and that some people are realizing and and how much it affects dynamite how much it affects idw how much it affects dc i think there's a bigger a bigger monster under the floor that we haven't seen yet uh whether it's connected to this whisper network in the comics industry or not remains to be seen but i think there's something more insidious in play um maybe i don't know i that's that's a theory on my part this pure speculation but um yeah it's been it's been rattling around in the back of my mind the timing of it the substance of it um who participated in the dog pile the way the dog pile happened, and 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 I know it's ironic for me to use the terms dog pile when we're talking about this because of Jay Lee, and what they're what he and June are going through right now with Loki's passing. But uh, it's it's not meant to be uh, rubbing salt in the wound. It's just this this is what it feels like. It feels like that they, they are uh, they are convenient targets rather than specific targets. So I don't know where I'm. I'm gonna do some more, some more digging, some more investigation into this because I think there's there's something here that we haven't seen yet. Uh, Critical blast, mandibular motion stress. It's entirely possible that that's part of it. I do have TMJ. Uh, so um, that's part of it, and I, ex I and I suspect that I'm grinding my teeth. So we'll see, but. Yeah, it it's funny because I saw the. Did I ever tell you this? I saw when I looked at the when we took X-rays of my jaw. When I was in, I want to say high school, so this is this has been a day or two. All right, so the way the the way the hinge in the jaw works, you have the you have the the jaw, and then you have the place where the jaw attaches to your skull, right? And that's where the hinge is. Well, in between those two pieces of bone, there's a little disc of cartilage that cushions the jaw. And, and when you have your movement in the jaw, it, it provides the cushion. Well, the, the, the cartilage discs in my jaw are halfway out of place which is why I have the TMJ in my jaw pops. And it was funny, my, my orthodontist one time pulled my jaw into position so that everything would line up just to see how much correction it would take. <laughs> and my, my jaw stuck out, I think he pulled it out maybe a half an inch, three quarters of an inch. I mean, it was sitting out there way... Like this. I, See, mm, my I, dentist never did that because I had TMJ too and ended up getting a mouth guard when I was pretty young to sleep in because of it. And I 
had no cartilage between the jaw and the top. And what little I had was out of place so that not only did I have the TMJ, my jaw locked to where you have to sit there and grab your jaw and pull it back into place because it would lock up on me so bad. And <clears throat> the funny thing was is that the insurance didn't go through the dentist stuff. They made me go to stress management classes first as a junior hire to learn how to work with stress before they would even let me go to the dentist to get this taken care of and to get a mouth guard. And what surprised me is that as I got older with these mouth guards is how much insurance does not pay for it. Right. And you would think they would want to because the problem is, is that you're grinding on your teeth, you're causing issues, or as I've learned as an adult, you're getting rid of the fillings that have been so nicely put in all these years <laughs> yeah. and creating more issues and having to get more fillings put in. So it's, I don't understand insurance companies, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Oh, don't get me started on insurance companies. I could, I could go for, I Hours. could go for days on on the the insurance mess that's in this country, and not because, not because of, you know, politics, but because of well, not because of party politics, but it's because of office politics, and it, and there is a history there that. Uh, it's really interesting just how the insurance companies have, have infiltrated into uh, various aspects of healthcare. But, uh, but you're right. That's not something we're going to be talking about today. So uh, for those of you who might be hearing Junior Office Dog losing her mind... Um, <laughs> The pest control people are going going around outside the office, so she is. Uh, well, and just to let you know, at some point they will be mode. in the office as well. Oh, okay. To do the boards. All right. So a few of the suggestions. It's interesting. A few of the responses on these smaller uh, conventions. I, I I've already made. I've already started making a list here of different conventions that we could uh, reach out to. Chattacon. Grand Rapids Comic Con, uh, Pensacon. Some of these I've heard of. Most of these I've heard of. But there's a few of them that are are new to me. Amazicon in Pennsylvania, Astronomicon, Garden State Comic Fest, mm -hmm. uh, the Small Press Expo, Greater Austin Comic Con, MouseCon. Is MouseCon on our list? Is it in California? I don't know. Maybe. If so, because I know that there are three Disney conventions that are in California specifically, uh, so it just that, depends that, on which. That could be. Uh, Average Joe's Comic Toy Show in Lebanon, Ohio, uh, Motor City Comic Con, Anna Marathon. I haven't heard of this one. This is a new one for me. Anna Marathon. Sounds familiar. Uh, of course, we've got the Superman celebration up in, uh, in Metropolis. And uh, by the way, that reminds me that they are doing a fundraiser uh, we talked about it on Good Morning Multiverse uh, a couple of Saturdays ago. They are they are uh, raising money for a renovation and a cleaning and a repair on the Superman statue up there in Metropolis, Illinois. 
Uh, let's see here. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I apologize. I don't know why I'm coughing so much today. Little Giant Comics Old School Comic Show. Um, Rathacon in Athens. Uh, I guess that's in Athens, Georgia. Um, MagCon in New Caney, Texas. It's a gaming convention. Granite Con, Hill Country Comic Con. There's an interesting, some interesting ones in here. Vision Con in Springfield. Uh, Con Carolina, Cincinnati Comic Expo. And what, what, I, what I find interesting is that not all of these are the same kind of events. There's, you know, people are, are talking about gaming conventions in this. They're talking about um, comics conventions. There are a couple of others that are, um, you know, uh, anime. So it's a good mix. And I think it would be interesting to, to broadcast from some of these smaller conventions and, and you know, bring some more awareness to them. Because we've had that reaction from people in, in response to the different, um, the different posts that we've had about the, the events that keep changing. So the schedules keep changing. We keep posting about cancellations and reschedules and, and new dates and whatnot. And some people have said, why do you keep doing that? And it's kind of like the school closings during bad weather. You want to find out what's going on. But other people have uh, expressed some appreciation for it because uh, they uh, they like the fact that we're f we're finding new new events. We're finding new conventions to go to. Find, you know, we're putting new, we're putting comic cons on our list that we didn't know about. So it's nice to get that kind of response, that kind of. Uh, that kind of reaction from people who sit there and say, you know, we didn't even know about this event, and now we do, and so that's that's one of the reasons why we keep doing it is because. Well, go ahead. No, no, what? What? Good. What? No? Well, you talk about people and they're talk uh, explaining how they're happy because they're finding out about different events. I also like the reactions because we'll sit there and have these events that we come, you know, across and we put them on our main event event list that we have on the site and their reactions of oh my baby con made it on there so here is us and i know that we're not one of these huge sites that the whole world knows about but not we yet got it not yet but we got a pretty impressive list and they're excited that that simple little you know might be held at a you know veterans hall in a small town or something well, and it got, makes it on the list and they're just excited that yeah. it's, it's we've something. got some events that are uh held in libraries little tiny little things so yeah i i and i and, and i like the fact that we're able to include those kind of events that are not the gargantuan giant biggie wow events we're 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 all all inclusive i guess you could say as far as the type you know the size and the type i mean we've got horror conventions and anime conventions and comic books and toy shows and and uh, gaming conventions and all sorts of things and what really is a point of pride for me is the fact that our list 
is current. Because you you go to and you look at these other sources, these other lists as resources for finding events and finding information about events, and especially in this time when we get so many cancellations and changes. But the the number of websites that list events, how many of them have events that are no longer around. You know, this event lasted for a couple of years. It's still on this list. You know, this event hasn't been around for for five years. It's still on the list. I am very proud of the fact that our list, and and I I should say Mindy's list because Mindy does the bulk of the work on it. Uh, this list that we maintain here at SciFiForMe.com. It is, as far as I can determine, the most comprehensive Comic-Con and convention list in genre anywhere in the world, on the internet, anywhere. Hello, Robert, in the chat. Welcome. Good to see you, sir. We have... And I try to make sure that I give the events the benefit of the doubt, because I know not every event... I mean, these aren't exactly cheap to put on, and some of them, you know, where they get the money, they have donations and so forth, and I know that they're not able to do every year. Yeah, like and there are a few of them ones. like that where they're every other year, say, Exactly, and, you know, and so I try to make sure that what, you know, it's like, okay, they didn't do one in 2019, but they did do that one in 2018, and they've made talk through 2019 for 2020. Right. Because I don't, I don't want to chop them. And well, and, and you know, and, early, and it's you know we're getting on a number of uh, newsletter. You know, we're signing up for their newsletters. We're signing, you know, signing up and finding them on on Facebook and Instagram and all of those kind of things. So the connections are there that allow us to do more in the way of uh, getting in touch with people and and doing that kind of thing. But the the other thing too is uh, that this gives other people a resource. It it gives something of value to people who might not otherwise have any reason to to come visit our site. Because let's face it, the news of the genre you can find in all sorts of different websites all over the place. I mean, they're they're everywhere. And, you know, it's a dime a dozen. Uh, so what we bring to the table it has to be something unique, and I and and we have this uh, we have this massive list that is currently sitting at two thousand eighty eight in uh, in the count, and it is one of those things where um, you know as we add to it, I think I think as more people find out about it. Uh, then maybe that's the entry point so people can find out about uh, the other things that we do here, including all of the different shows that we do here, uh, the articles and the reviews that we post over on the .com. So it's, it's uh, maybe that's our, 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 our gateway drug is the, is the event list. So anyway, all right. So what else have we got uh, going on uh, this week? Let me look through some of the, some of the uh, email and see if there's any kind of uh, 
new kind of thing here. Any news? Any uh, anything of late? Sideshow released a lot of uh, information about uh, new stuff that they were doing. Um, let's see here. I don't see anything really in the in the email giving us anything to talk about. So. Uh, Anyway, all right, anybody got any questions in the chat? Let me do this here real quick. Anybody wants to save some money, we do have a promo code uh, negotiated over at SuperheroStuff.com. 10% off when you use the promo code Sci-Fi for Me 10 when you check out. We also have a Subscribestar account, Subscribestar.com slash Sci-Fi for Me if you want to support us with a, a donation or, or something. Uh, certainly no obligation for that. If you would like a sticker, we do have those available, and we'll even give it to you for free. Well, free-ish. Uh, you need to send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, Sci-Fi for Me, 1503 Main Street, number 305, Grandview, Missouri, 64030, and we will put a sticker in the mail to you so you can put it on uh, your... Uh, you can put it on your camera camera shell. You can put it on your carrying case or laptop case or or whatever you want to do with that. Uh, do we still have the Zazzle account? Robert, Robert's asking in the chat. We do, but we're not doing anything there yet. Um, we ran into an issue with a couple of things that we were trying to put on there. So we are working with a local a local company now to put together and and we were doing tests yeah, let me, uh, we were doing tests on some new mug designs and we're almost there uh this this one the the colors on the logo are a little bit light uh, and we got this one here. So uh, th these actually, the logo and the planet are supposed to be on the same mug. And uh, I was not clear in my instructions. So we're still working on samples for that. But we will um, probably put a store on our.com uh, rather than go through Zazzle because we can we can control we can do a little bit more quality control on our end of doing it locally, and uh, pricing I think can be a little bit better too. So we're we're in the process of working on that. Um, hopefully, you know, I need I need to get on that and and uh, get that up and running. So a lot of hats that I wear here. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that and uh, get some different things out for for people to, to see. Um, and one of those things that we talked about is the is uh, we've got a couple of poster ideas. We've got a couple of ideas for some different mugs besides the logo mug. So uh, anyway, um, all right, so. All right. Are you coming in here? He's going to come to all right. All right. So, <clears throat> pardon the interruption, folks. We are in the midst of 
pest control coming through the studio right now. So uh, if you hear any of that going on in the background, we are we are controlling our invaders, setting up a defensive perimeter. Do you think it'll control the gremlins? Oh, no, it will not. <laughs> gremlins are immune to this sort of thing, um, especially the electronic gremlins. Um, and there was a reason that we, we talked about, you know, because we talked about switching the towers yes. here not too long ago, and I had thought about it. There was another thing that I thought of as a reason why I hadn't done it yet, because I hadn't done it yet. And now I can't remember what it was, but it was a very good reason. Stubborn? No, it's not a stubborn. It was a, it was a technical thing, something that I realized that we hadn't been able to do yet. So, uh, anyway. <clears throat> All right, so... There we are. Uh, we've got the, the tech giants... Squirming on Capitol Hill right now. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, Robert says, I think people connect to YouTube and YouTube merch emotionally. I hope you include punchy content like I deserve better on the merch too. That is in the plan. Yes, we will We will continue to do that and we'll do some other stuff. Um, certainly not on the level that uh, somebody like Geeks and Gamers is doing. We may do some stuff, but uh, yeah, we're going to... We're gonna we're gonna do some things. We have a plan. It's a it's it's twelve percent of a plan at this point, um, but we will have uh, we will have some stuff available, and we've got we've got some plugins in the website for a store. So we just haven't set it up yet because I've been spread uh, quite thin over the last few weeks, uh, last few in the last couple of years. So. Uh, I'm playing catch up on a lot of different things. So, um, so yeah, that's that's the plan. Uh, Robert wants more punchy, snarky uh, merch available. For oh, I stuff. thought you so were gonna say punky you, smirky commentary from punky the smirky? wife. Punky smirk. Punky smirk, as, as opposed to uh, any of the other punchy smirks? smurfs. Yeah. We could do something like that. Uh, I'm all, we're also open to suggestions on who we could invite as guests. Uh, I've got my list, and of course, like I said, we've we've reached out to a few people. I've sent some invitations out. Um, I would like to get uh, NASA Director Jim Bridenstine on the on the show at some point. You know, now that uh, now that the Mars the Mars rover has launched, maybe things will start slowing down in NASA, and we can get him on the show. Uh, we did talk to Jim Remar from the Kansas Cosmosphere, uh, but I would like to get um, somebody from NASA to talk about things that NASA is doing. I've got a number of um, uh, I've got a number of names here from people we've just got to send uh, information and get some invites. Mindy commentary would be good too. So. <laughs> Maybe Thank I'll you. let you do a show. You can you can host. You can you can fill in. And what would I talk about? <laughs> that's that's a question that I ask myself every single day. What do we talk about today? What topics do we have today? What are we going to be looking at yeah, today? Yeah, but you're like an encyclopedia. 
where I'm like the hand guide that you keep in your back pocket when you go to a foreign country and pray that you're saying it right and not asking someone where the nearest shoe store is when you really have to go to the bathroom. Although shoe stores have bathrooms. True. That's if they let you use it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <coughs> there are there are topics that you can cover. I mean, you could talk about Harry Potter. You can talk about <coughs> Twilight. You can talk about your experience as a newbie in all of this media thing here that we've been doing. Is it sad that I sit here and I think to myself, well, if I were to pick people to talk to, there's like Ian Ziering, because he was in Sharknado, which is definitely genre-based, but would I talk to him about that? No. And then I was thinking about, well, you also have Tori Spelling, because she was in the um, the spoof, the Wayne Brothers spoofs for the screen movies, you know, scary movies. Uh-huh. But would I talk to her? Well, I've seen those ones at least, but would I talk, want to talk to her about this? No. Unfortunately, we have... Um, uh, Luke Perry, who was on Riverdale, but he's no longer around. But y- do you see a pattern here of people? Yeah, but see, <laughs> the thing is that that's not what I'm talking about. More along the lines of how you've been coming along in your genre education because... We're we're slowly but surely, steadily working through the list of the various different things that you should know about and should have seen already but haven't. At least I have. I mean, okay, I do have backgrounds on some things like the Harry Potter. And I, you know, you can listen to me for an hour rant over why you should just skip the movies. And yeah, I've done the, you know, there's the Twilight stuff and there's the various different movies I grew up watching. I've done all the talk or all the review stuff when it's come to the Dark Crystal uh, things as well, because, you know, and I, I obviously I know my Star Wars stuff and like Star Trek enough to know some of it, but not all of it. Um, I And everything else is just kind of hit and miss. I could talk to him about how when you showed me Alien for the first time and asked me how it was, my reaction, not bad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Somewhere in the library here, there's a book. Um, let me see if I can look it up because I can't, I can't put my hands on it. There is a book called Frodo and Harry, Understanding Visual Media and and Its Impact on Our Lives, and it's by uh, Ted Bear and Tom Snyder. I want to say this is it. But it compares Harry Potter and Frodo Baggins as heroes, and it it is a, a comparison from a moral biblical bent But it's a very interesting comparison between the two, looking at Harry Potter and looking at Frodo Baggins and what kind of heroes they are. Because Harry Potter 
to me, Harry Potter is not a hero. Harry Potter is just as of uh, just as much of a rule breaker and a malcontent, I guess you could say, as the villains in the in the books. But he gets a pass because he's the chosen one. The chosen one narrative overlaps and overrides his blatant disregard for rules and 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 that kind of thing. He's not from a moral standpoint, he's not any any more of a hero uh, than than the bad guys. Uh, Robert in the chat says, I'd like to hear Mindy's Dark Crystal stuff. Always been interested in Dark Crystal, but don't think I ever watched it. You need to. It's fantastic. It is a good movie. And, and the series, the Age of Resistance series, I, I think really kind of pulled off the look and the aesthetic and it really does feel like it's in that same universe. It doesn't feel like it's one of those blatant knockoff ripoff attempts to cash in on a franchise. It really does feel like they've got a, a healthy respect for the, for the, for the source material. They, they, I, I went into it fearing the worst because I do love the movie so much and they did pull it off well it is very gorgeous um, I I know that they're going to have what they can do on the computers but they did stick a lot of it into the by hand aspect but there are parts where it's just like okay a little bit too much in my opinion and as for the story, I think they did well. And for me personally, it was a hard watch because you know where this is going and how dark and I guess you could say desperate toward, you know, for it. And the fact that it's the way they've left it open to continue on because the story is not complete. It's just like you have to be in that mindset to go back into it for that next episode because yeah. you know where it's going. Well, not just that, but you know, the the trick to a prequel is knowing what your destination is, but moving that direction in a way that is still unpredictable, unexpected um, not your typical, well, we know how this is going to end. Well, yeah, we do, but the, the journey to get there, um, the journey to get there can be just as satisfying because you don't know how we're going to get there. And if it's handled properly, uh, then I think you can have a pretty satisfying experience, and I and I think so far, with regard to Age of Resistance, I think we've I think we've gotten that. Um, I I think especially given the fact that uh, Jim Henson's family, Jim Henson's company, is back and and involved, and it's not some it's not some knockoff uh, other company taking over I think helps with that so we'll, well see and the we'll fact that they happens. had several people who worked on the original 
there. Yeah. So you had those people who could sit there and be like, this is with, this is what we did then, you know, let, let's make sure we stick with it. Right. Well, and having Brian Froud's family involved still, you know, one of the, the, the original artist who designed everything. Um, Robert in the chat right now, most horrified at the new Tolkien TV show, firing the Oxford scholar, uh, given up on popular culture mainly. It's the the thing the thing about the the Lord of the Rings TV show. Where I have concerns, uh, it, not only have they fired the scholar, well, difference of opinion, whatever, whatever, whether they fired him or or he quit, where it's still not entirely clear because I'm seeing both. I'm seeing reports of both. But if the Tolkien specialist is gone from the project, if the Tolkien estate is no longer involved in the project, then why are we doing the project? Now, I know Amazon has made a commitment and they have they have to pay a penalty if the show doesn't get made. But if you're project alienates the people responsible for the integrity of the source material is that's a that's a big red flag for me um i don't think that the lord of the rings show in particular is probably not going to do well, I say probably it it probably won't do very much in the way of uh, virtue signaling woke politics much. Yeah, I, I I say I say that, I, and and as soon as I say that, it's going to come around to bite me. I know. Um, but Tolkien Tolkien's very specific in the kind of stories that he tells. So in in order to inject progressive politics into it would corrupt the show so badly that it wouldn't even really be a Lord of the Rings show. Because at the core of Lord of the Rings and at the core of uh, the Narnia series, both, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis both, at the core of their stories, their, their epic tales here is a Christian theology and a Christian theology is at odds with progressive politics. So how do you do one or the other in today's climate? Progressive politics, injecting that into a show is very easy to do. It's the, it's almost the default mode at this point, but to really, really, really lean into the Christian theology that sits at the at the core of Tolkien would be one. It would be unique in this climate. It would also respect the source material quite a bit, and it would be a daring, bold stance for Amazon to take. Um, you could actually you could actually get some PR mileage out of it if you did it right. But I'm cynical enough to understand that Hollywood doesn't work that way. And I'm cynical enough to assume that it's going to be not 
what we expect. And yes, Robert, it is based a lot on the on the uh, Cimmerillion, but still, the Cimmerillion is connected to the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings, and all of that. And they're calling it Lord of the Rings. It that may not actually end up being the show's title, but it is based on the Cimmerillion, which is an expansion of material on on the Lord of the Rings uh, universe, and all of that uh, stems from. Uh, Tolkien's conversations with C.S. Lewis, you know, when they sat for a pint at the pub and talked about how do we introduce Christian theology to the general public? How do we introduce Christianity to people, to our readers, without preaching at them, without being, you know, over the top? And this is what they came up with. You had, you know, Tol- Tolkien had had the uh, the Lord of the Rings stuff, and C.S. Lewis had the Narnia stuff, and and within those stories are the the fundamentals of Christianity. Now they're not they're not overtly presented. Narnia is a little bit more overt in its uh, allegory, but the the idea behind it is is still there um so it uh, we'll see i mean there's a lot yet that we don't know about that show and maybe it's something i gotta we gotta look into there is a uh there is a, a youtube channel uh that gets into tolkien stuff quite a bit i think it's called the one ring uh and they have broken some news in the past about this show uh, so uh, I may need to do some uh, some catching up on their videos to talk about some different things that they're doing over there. So it, too soon to tell, really. I mean, without really knowing much about what's what's what. So, oh, oh, do we get to do an unboxing? I have no clue what it is, but it's my cousin who sent it. Your cousin Clips sent. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. All right. <coughs> So we have an unboxing here, ladies and gentlemen. This probably has absolutely nothing to do with anything. So I will, I will let you, I will let you do that. Um, it's too early in the year for tamales. Well, and it's not going to be anything that we can use here. So it's got to be a personal thing. So maybe we don't talk about it on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leave in. I mean, it's not going to be anything illegal, immoral, or unethical. I'm sure, but. Stuff for you. Okay. Okay. So not anything we unbox on camera because nobody will care. And 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 we're at the end of the show anyway. We're at the end of our hour. Uh, all right. So let's go through this one more time. Superherostuff.com. 10% off when you use the promo code sci-fi for me. 10 and subscribestar.com slash sci-fi for me if you want to support us that way. We also do have a, a PayPal link, and we have a newsletter we want you to sign up for. Make sure that you have your notifications on if you subscribe to the channel. Uh, make sure you're still subscribed. 
And if you're not subscribed, we do invite you to subscribe uh, because we're posting content every day uh, except on Sunday. So we have uh, uh, a lot. We have a lot. It is a very, very, very busy broadcast week. Uh, and we're going to do this. We're going to try to keep these uh, these TV guides on our schedules kind of up and running so people can keep track of what we're doing. We have Comic-Con updates at 6.30 every day. Uh, tonight at 9 o'clock, a brand new TARDIS sauce. This is our Doctor Who discussion. And tomorrow night, our Star Wars discussion in the Ranker Pit for, uh, at 8 o'clock. Uh, and then, of course, in uh, the morning on Saturday, we have Good Morning Multiverse, and we have all of the latest headlines from science fiction, fantasy, and horror, plus uh, a wrap-up of all the events that have changed their status this uh, this week. And are we gonna have are we gonna have weather? No are we gonna weather. no weather no weather for no, this virtual. week? Everything's virtual, so we'll have a list of the virtual events going on this week as well. And then we will start it all over again on Sunday. So next week, Tuesday, Chris Braley from Bleeding Fool will be here. And then Rick Stacy here on Wednesday. We're still working on lining up some other guests. Hopefully at some point uh, we'll pull uh, guests in every single day. Uh, and I'm also going to go through our archive and pull some interviews from there to do as a repeat show. So uh, lots going on, lots happening, uh, many, many hats for me to wear. So I'm going to go put one of those on and deal with another aspect of our business and try to get more business. So thanks very much for watching, folks. Those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, uh, we do this show live on our YouTube channel Monday through Thursday at noon central. We do invite you to join us there. Thanks for everyone, uh, all your comments in the chat. And we will do this show again on Monday, live from the bunker. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2020 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.